0: Great Parents podcast. I am Not Great Parent Molly and this is my co-host, Not Great Parent Nathan.
1: That's correct. And
0: how proud are you today to be a Not Great Parent?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty pretty good at being a Not Great Parent today uh, because as we say all the time around here, we are not focusing on what is the greatness of our world. So
0: things like success and money and activities and experiences and more of anything. Yes,
1: last night for when we filmed this was the Super Bowl. So literally anything involving the Super Bowl, (laughs) we are not all the commercials, all the glitz and glam. The come on
0: the the halftime show with the. J- with the sequin out for oh, like the yeah. abs built in and oh, sequins man, come on the usher good. war yeah but you know usher, i did love it but. i was gonna say
1: usher then had to actually prove that was not just fake by abs by his- taking off all of his yeah. shirts uh but of course yeah so you know i think and we often refer to certain things on this podcast as the super bowl of greatness yes. or the whatever because the super bowl really embodies I think for most people, I personally think it is why it is the most watched sporting event. I think it's the most watched television event of the year.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's always about the sport.
1: (laughs) No, I think even people... We had a huge um, Super Bowl party last night, and only like two people at the thing even watch the NFL regularly. Everyone else, but everyone was invested in the game. Mm -hmm. Everyone's invested in the commercials. Everyone's invested in the halftime show. They certainly were invested in Taylor Swift being there. You know what I mean? There's (laughs) all these, because there's all these celebrities. It really is this moment that is this encapsulation. It is the, uh, it is what is for Christianity. Easter is to Christianity. Mm -hmm. The Super Bowl really is for our world. Oh yeah. And for what most of us think. I mean, for most people, if you had a kid who did anything, who grew up to do anything at the Super Bowl, right, mm-hmm. they they were playing in the game, involved somehow in, like, the halftime show, ended up right. on a commercial, was in a movie that got premiered at that thing. Even, like, ran the
0: camera at the... Uh, you know, sure. like all, anything about it. Pro- or even just got it. to
1: go to the Super well, Bowl yeah. because the, the, you know, that is a status symbol that I got to go yes. to the Super Bowl. That's what we mean by the greatness of this world, that many of us as parents think, I'll be able to judge my success of a parent based on, did I turn out a kid, and you don't use the Super Bowl as a metric, but something like that, that there's this moment... Mm-hmm. Where I look and go, my kid made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my right. kid made it. But we are trying to be parents who are not sacrificing everything so that our kids can have a better, greater life. We want them to have a life in the goodness of God. Right. Pursuing what God says is good. What what God says is beautiful and admirable and true and worthy.
0: And that doesn't mean that you would never go, your child would never go to the Super Bowl oh, or sure, be in the Super right. Bowl. It means your focus and your priority is on that goodness, and you are steering your family and yourself, and um, your you know everything flows from that goodness. Right. and then if God intends for it, these other things will happen too. But um, you know we don't want to be parents that are trying to cheat good to get the great.
1: That's right. And so we've been in a series since the beginning of the year talking about. Why do families matter? Right. Right. Why is it so important that God puts us into families? What's the role? Right. In the family, in kind of developing kids in the goodness of God. I think most people know the role of a family in developing uh, someone in the greatness of the world. I mean, right. this is going to be our Super Bowl episode, apparently. But you know, if you <laughs> if you're like me, and honestly, my favorite part of the Super Bowl is that three hours of pre-show where they're like showing you all, because this is my thing. I don't care about the sport. Like I thought when I was watching it last night, I thought, man, I grew up every Sunday we were watching three or four different NFL games. And I thought, I know I, I know this world. I know all this stuff. It's not interesting to me, but I do love, give me some backstory on who these people <laughs> yeah. are. Give me the narrative.
0: Tell me about their lives.
1: <laughs> yes. And so, you know, you have all of these.
0: All these Stories leading up to it,
1: and often there's going to be some moment where they talk about my dad Mm -hmm. or my mom. You know that because that was the big thing—not this Super Bowl, but the previous Super Mm -hmm. Bowl with the Kelsey brothers playing one another—and that the mom was had to be there for. But it's like this mom, and there's almost like a
0: half one team and a half other team jacket or something. Yes, Yes. and
1: it was this whole like there was almost this moment of like let's all worship at the feet of this mom, Mm -hmm. right? Who like that's why that's why God gave you these kids was so that you could raise them to I be didn't these you just to one that's you got right. two in yes. the super bowl high performing and once again take super bowl out of the equation but i think that's where you know i did youth ministry for so long and when i would go to graduations and these parents would be like bawling their eyes out and i knew this when i would see parents who like this was the first person in the family to graduate high school i'd be like okay i totally get it for the majority of parents, I go, hey look, because of No Child Left Behind, your kid was graduating right. high school. <laughs> right. It's not some like massive accomplishment that right. your kid graduated. But there's this feel of like, I as a parent, this is almost like a celebration to me. And if you've been to a lot of graduations, it is. It the awesome prince, is. They, they have like parents and family must stand up and let's applaud mm-hmm. you. And there's this whole moment of, look at, I need what this moment. Did. Yes, we yes. had this moment.
0: And- and then once that moment's happened, you can check that box, the That's success right. box or the did it right box. And but. everything
1: I did, leading them up, all the tutoring classes I took them to, all the extracurriculars mm. I put them in, all the, all the, you know, at that moment uh, in the little league championship mm. and they won state and they look and Isn't they, it, yeah. they th- put point their finger at mom and mom, yeah, you know, is so <laughs> thrilled. There's this moment of all of this was worth it. And what we've been talking about in the last couple episodes of this family matters is trying to almost create these rites of passage, these mm-hmm. moments where we look at our kid and not that our kid would go, you're the best mom. No, no, no. <laughs> but a moment where we would say to our kid, hey, I'm so thankful God gave me you. <laughs> mm hmm. Not that our kid will look at us and say, Man, I'm so grateful that you're my mom. No. It's for us to say, I'm so grateful you're my kid. Mm-hmm. And these moments where we said to pass on a blessing to right. our children. Right. And kid. we're blessing our
0: children. We're building into them through these blessings so that they can learn yes. and feel and believe that they are confident yes. in themselves and that who they are comes from God. That's and so right. that they begin to see themselves um, in God's kingdom and as confident members of God's kingdom doing His work here on earth. And so, you know, we as parents have to model that. (laughs) And our family structure is designed to model Mm -hmm. that. It's intentionally designed by God that way. And so those blessings then become incredibly important as we're helping our children build that character. And so what we we talked about in the last episode, and we're going to talk about it again today, Mm -hmm. is... Um, in order to be blessing our children in a way that they would hear it and receive it and understand it, we have to speak the language that they would hear and receive and understand. Yes. So that takes a little bit of work on our part. It's not always easy. I mean, most people... I mean, the communication issues is the reason we have therapy out there. That's right. Um, that's it's right. It's the reason that you know most conflict yeah. occurs often because of the way things are communicated, yeah. um, and so we, what and that that's true of blessings as well. You, it's hard to hear something if someone says it to you in a way that you don't receive it. Um, yeah. So what we're talking about today is a tool. Um, yes. We talked about the love languages as a tool in the yep. last episode, and this episode we're talking about um, the way that we're wired and yes. um, another tool that we both use in our homes mm-hmm. that we think is incredibly helpful with children and with other people in our lives around, you know, what our our temperaments are and our innate needs and the way in which we speak and communicate. So. Uh, we think this is awesome. Like I said, we use it in our lives. We use it in the workplace. We, we just find it to be very valuable, and we hope that you will too. So uh, we'll get started on that. Uh, we have another one that we want to talk about. Um, this is a book called A Grown-Up Guide to Kids' Wiring. It's a um, it's a woman who is a psychologist, I believe, yes. and she has built, um, she has created some materials that are for both adults and children. So yes. she has an app with yes. some videos that are really amazing. Yeah. Very helpful. Um, and it's called, I said this, you heard that the yes. whole thing is, um, you know, it's, it's got some biblical side of it yep. and it's got some psycho, like some, you know, more,
1: like it's family psychology it's, it's
0: family psychology so she's a family psychologist but yeah. she also um you know looks at the way that God has wired yes. each and every one of us and the whole concept is and I'm you know me I'm not going to know the verse uh you know the oh, based, on
1: based on Ephesians yeah based <laughs> in the 428? verse
0: 428
1: I think it's 432 but it's Four. yeah. but, Four. uh, but it might be 428 yeah. I don't know I, I don't know about it that either. but it,
0: but the idea is that um, we speak to it's some. Is it going to be at the beginning of this book? But we speak to someone in a way in which builds them up according Correct. to their needs. Yes. So I then, if I'm going to speak to someone that builds them up according to their needs, Correct. I have to understand who they are right. as a person and what their needs are. And so she's broken it down into these four colors. Yes. So we're not going to get super in-depth into each and every one of them, but we're going to kind of hit on the high level here. But the idea is that you have four different, there's four different colors and we all have one that we're more prominent in. Right. And so therefore understanding the basics about each of those colors and yes. about who we are, which color we fall into, it helps us learn to speak to others according to their needs. Yes. Now this book has a great like, quiz kind of thing in it, um, yes. an assessment of yourself, but an assessment for children too. So the one that we're talking about is a grown-up's guide to kids wiring. Correct. And it will help you decide which colors your kids lean toward yes. at whatever age they are. Now, if you have a six month old child, you know, but, probably, but, honestly, but it's crazy to me how young they are when they start to come out of these. Yeah, I was these, these say, Once you understand these four colors and you, you understand what it means because it's, they're their colors, but there's also a way in which they communicate. It's a way yes. in which they um, manipulate. There's a yes. whole bunch of different things. You'll start to see which colors your children lead with pretty early on.
1: So the beginning of it is there are, and we're going to identify them by the colors because the names are, are Greek, to- and it's like I'm not going that, down that direction. <laughs> but um, basically the easiest way to see it is imagine it as four quadrants, right? Mm-hmm. And that on the top, right of the quadrant is what's called extroverted, which is not about, um, it's not the extroversion of the uh, Myers-Briggs extroversion, which is like how you get your energy from being with people or not.
0: No, it's how you process things. So if you're on the, so if this is the quadrant, we've got red and yellow at the top. And if you're at the top of the quadrant, you are an external processor. Nathan and I are external external processors. processors. We are given information or we're sorting through something in our head and it comes out of our head and it's... Well, in sky. order,
1: the way I always think of it is in order for me to understand something, I have to get it outside of me and look at it. Right. Even if it's... And this and happens on this podcast in all our, the time. Or, oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we. I say something and as I'm saying it, I'm changing what I mean because I'm trying to figure it and out. making
0: sense of it out here.
1: Yes. I'm the kind of person that um, I love to write. I've been writing since I was little. And part of the reason I love to write is... Even like writing sermons for Sundays, it helps me to understand my own thoughts Mm -hmm. about something once I get it on paper. So if you have a kid who, as you talk with them, they understand things Mm -hmm. better, they're probably on that. If you have a kid who is introverted, not meaning shy and reserved, meaning they need to go away and be alone with their thoughts to process information that when you, they they prefer to read it in a book or for you to tell them the information and then them go be alone and think it through Mm -hmm. and really think through what they say. In fact, they can't process on the fly. My Mm -hmm. wife is more internal. My husband is very much so. And a lot of our arguments have been as we're arguing or in the conflict, she she's realizing I'm not able to really even think about what I'm saying. So I'm kind of saying things I don't mean and not realizing it because I'm just trying to, she always goes, I'm trying to keep up with your speed.
0: Right. That is a similar conversation to my husband and I.
1: And yeah. so we regularly have to say, Hey, let's take a break so you can go think. And I mean, she doesn't need 30 <laughs> minutes.
0: Yeah. You don't say you, you need, you need to go think about it. No, she'll no. say,
1: I need, we I often, need you to stop so I can make sure what I'm about to say is
0: well, true. And often for people who are internal processors, like, they, they are going to chew off the information as they go. And so right. when you just keep piling on more, then right. they're trying to process the next thing, but they haven't had time to yeah, do they that. They tend to so be very not, orderly
1: kind of Yes, thinkers. it's
0: an order. It's a different way of thinking. Neither is right or
1: wrong. And then on the sides, right and left, on the right side is task-oriented people. The best way I know to explain that to people, this is the example I use, is if you show up to a party and you were supposed to bring food, mm-hmm. If you're a task-oriented person, the first thing you think is, where do I need to put the food down? Mm -hmm. So I walk into the house and I go, okay, I'm going to head to the kitchen, put the food down because that's what I was assigned. If you're a people-oriented person... Like Molly and myself, you go, I'll walk around and talk to everybody holding the crock pot. Yeah,
0: and eventually it'll make its way to our and, and it may goes. not. It because might not.
1: eventually, might. someone who's task oriented is gonna come and take that from you.
0: Yes, for sure. They're gonna go, for oh, sure. well, I'll
1: take that where it needs mm-hmm. to go. So that I mean that's a silly way. But task-oriented people, and this is what I always say is because people I think are I think they feel bad if they're task-oriented, like that means they don't care about people. That's not what it means. What it means is the way their brain order of operations they have task first on their mind of what do we need to get done because I love people and I want to help people. I need to, these things need to be done in order to do that. People oriented people struggle to get to task and it's not because they're lazy and they can't do things right. We're both people oriented. But what it does mean is I have to work through all my people stuff before I can get to my task. So if you have a kid Who they can't do their homework if they think you're mad at them. Right. Or they think they had a really bad day. They're
0: holding on to some emotional thing. They're probably people oriented. From from a relational issue.
1: Or, you know, the younger end, maybe not your teenager, but if you have a younger kid who needs to just come home and have some mommy time or some, you know, some time with dad. Yes. Before they can go do something. But if you have another kid who goes, Don't talk to me till I got my homework done, or don't talk to me till I've played video games, or don't Mm -hmm. talk to me because they need honestly, and I learned this about my kids when they were in public school. I had two; I have two that are very task oriented. Being with people all day had overwhelmed them because they didn't get to focus on their task. When they came home, they needed some time to unwind with a task, yes. so they could come back and be with people.
0: Yes, so that is very common of people who I think are yeah on more both on ends. The, on, yeah, on both ends. I mean, I gain energy and things from yes. being with people. Um, you know, monotonous tasks for me are a struggle. Sometimes I do it to reset myself, but sure. for the most part, that doesn't work that way. Now, I will say, if you, if you, if you have the time, watch the videos that she has done because they are they're wonderful. She takes one of each color. They talk through different things, and it really brings it to light, kind of how you might see it come out in adults, right? And and again, in kids, it will come out in similar ways, just different types of conversations. Well, let's go ahead and dive in and talk about yeah. the different colors and yep. how each color or each person that leads the color has needs that are related to the color that they are. Right. So, so we're looking so at for yellow. For example, we're looking at yellow first. Which on our graph,
1: that's the top left. That's somebody who is people oriented mm-hmm. and external process. Right. right. Nathan which is
0: and I, both are, yellows. And I. Yes, both so,
1: are yellows. Yes, both of us are yellows. I'm a yellow red, but I bet you're a yellow green.
0: Um, I'm balanced between the two. Okay. And so I on when I did this, I was kind of balanced between the two as my secondary. Gotcha. One. But yeah, I, you're definitely a little more red than I'm, I am. Yeah, on the secondary I'm, one. I'm
1: all external with everything. So yes. anyway, yes. okay, okay. So what are so, the needs then? That-
0: so a yellow has particular needs, and these are the need for approval, right? Acceptance yes attention yes and affection
1: yes so now, what's if, that look like <laughs> i would say this this is way i would start is if you have a child uh and and let's just start when they were a baby because i think it's all more clear when mm-hmm. a kid is a baby i think we think it becomes more clear as they get older but i think you see it most Pretty clear in baby because if you have a baby that is a cuddly baby Constantly, you know, mm. everywhere you go, you're in the store. They're getting everyone's attention. How they engage with people, yeah. They're looking everyone in the eye. They're smiling at strangers. Everyone talks about how this is the friendliest baby mm. they've ever met. Mm. The bubbly personality. All of those things, that is most likely a yellow. Right. Um, and so if you have a kid who, I've got a yellow child and, everything is wonderful and exciting and the day is great and she's a social butterfly and yes all those different things i'm confident you were that way as a child yes very much so <laughs> yeah and it carries on into your adult life now you get more sophisticated about trying to find those what was it as
0: approval it's approval affect. Uh, sorry approval acceptance attention and affection and yeah. i can elaborate just a little yeah, on those. give us So a approval bit. means being liked for who they are and Without needing to change. So yeah, I think we all can, we relate, all to can that. relate
1: to that, but certainly I think yellows feel that more it's, um, the compliment sandwich thing, it, you, you've you now ruined the whole sandwich. For, right. Yes. If you have to bring me, you know, a good a and then a bad and, a positive, and then a positive. I'm like,
0: this is not, no. Destroys
1: me. That that bad were, took out all the, all the Yeah, because all, all you
0: were trying to tell me was the bad anyway. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now,
1: of course you still have to correct your yellow child or your yellow yeah, spouse yes. or whoever, you know, but yes. it, it fits that way.
0: Right. And then acceptance means being invited and included. So yes. I want to be accepted in groups of people. People. I want to yes. be accepted in, involved in something. I want you to want me to be part of that. Did you
1: ever watch that show, The Middle? Mm-mm. Okay, so we've just started watching the show. It was on years ago. I never watched it when it was on, but we've been watching. It's a family comedy. We've been watching it with our girls, and the the girl character is definitely a yellow. And her like whole characterization is, at least in the first season, is she's in high school, and she wants to be a part of every activity at school. Include me.
0: include me.
1: I want to be a part of it. She's terrible at them all, but she just wants to be a part of a team. Yes,
0: I I want you to want me to be there.
1: I told one of my daughters, my yellow daughter, that is 100% you. Um, You have a yellow daughter for sure. Yes, she just (laughs) wants to. She goes, when she comes up to the church office, she has to stop at everyone's office and have a conversation because she just Mm -hmm. wants everybody to know she's here. And what about I led attention? her class
0: yesterday, and we had to have some hugs <laughs> at the beginning? I'm confident, <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and your red niece was like. Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, this is annoying. Why yes. is this happening? So attention is the next one, and that means having your full focus, especially eye contact. So it doesn't mean I have to be the center of attention, although no. a lot of yellows do like that. Sure. But when engaging with somebody, they want their attention. My like, daughter regularly s- Yeah,
1: says to me, can you please put your phone?
0: Well, and the thing that's interesting about this as a yellow is it's often hard to give attention. No. Yes. Eye contact is a thing. Like, I, I'm pretty okay with eye contact, but a lot of, I mean, yes. you're not a big on eye contact. No, it took you, me a while You to, have to practice practice it to learn it. So anyway, that's attention. And then the last one is affection. And it doesn't necessarily mean physical affection. It means I notice you and Mm. I'm acknowledging you. So that's something that a yellow needs is some acknowledgement and being noticed and acknowledged for that. So if your child, you know, really takes, like you were just saying about your yellow child, they like to go around, make sure everyone's seen them and it ex- yes. been acknowledged, this child is here and hello, yes. Look, you know, talk, speak to them. It isn't necessarily affection. It can be a physical affection, right. but it, it, it is just, um, a way of showing them that they, that you honor them in some way.
1: Right. So like with the love languages, these are the ways you can speak love and life into your child if they're mm-hmm. young. So let's move on to the reds.
0: Okay. Let's go on to red. And figure out
1: what their, uh, str- what their needs are.
0: Okay. So Reds have four needs also. It's loyalty, mm. sense of control, yes. appreciation, and credit for work. So we'll start with loyalty, which means that you're they're being prioritized and knowing that you have their back.
1: Exactly. So uh, we didn't say this at the beginning, but Reds fit on that top right quadrant, which is they are external, right? They process externally, but they are task-oriented. This is why loyalty matters. This is the part where we said in the last one that if you're tasked, um doesn't mean that you don't care about people it means that task is the focus mm-hmm. and for every red i know th- they think in terms of team right, right. whereas whereas um Yellows might think in terms of networking uh-huh. like oh I've got all these people I've yeah, got all, uh, all these different environments I've got that. Reds are happy to have about 6, you know, a few solid good men. team members. Let me get yeah. my solid team members who got my back will help me with anything. We have a clear line of who's doing what right. and it's going to get executed. So the so if you have a child you know, so how would you know if you have a red, right? They're task oriented, right? Doesn't mean that they're, they don't interact with people. Every red I know is comfortable interacting with yeah. people, right? Uh, But as a child, they're the ones that you might have called bossy. Mm -hmm. They're the ones you might have called too focused on the rules. They might have been too focused on the task itself. They were, you know, or if hopefully, instead of calling your red child bossy, you call them a leader, right? They're the ones that people want to follow. (laughs) Bossy leader. Once again, I have a red (laughs) child. Yes. And she is the one everyone wants to follow. We were laughing about, we, uh, my wife took a group of. Um, she leads our mops group, which is the moms of, uh, younger children, not, not really preschoolers for us, but just younger children. And they all went to the park and my daughter, who is the red, all the other children in other families were like lining up behind her to follow what she (laughs) did. And she's not a loud personality, but she has something about her that everyone looks at and goes, that person's in charge. Mm -hmm. That person knows what to do. Mm -hmm. That's a red. And what she really prizes is if I'm going to lead you better back me up. Right. Like, I don't you mind being the back. person out front, but you got to be behind me, c- mm. cover my flank. Right, you know? exactly. So what about sense of control?
0: So the next one, sense of control, and this is everyone's pulling their weight and following the plan. So one thing I do think is interesting about this, it doesn't mean they have to be in, no. the controller. Yes. They have to understand that that a situation that they're in is under control.
1: Yes, they want to know everybody
0: the plan. Ha- there's a plan and that everybody has a responsibility there and that those plans are going to move forward. So
1: you'll hear a red child in particular regularly come up to you and say, what's the plan or what "What do you want me to do? What do you want? They want that to happen. And they're also the one. So here's a good example. As I got four daughters, when, when playtime is done, usually in playtime, they're the one who says, what game are we playing? You know, okay, I'll make the decision. We're going to play this because Lots of other colors, right? Yellow, blue, and green. They don't want to necessarily make the decision. So the red will step in and say, this is the decision. decision. Let's get going. And then when it's time to clean up, whoever is the person who doesn't clean up, oh, you better be lucky. Mm Because that red's like, I don't care. All of us have been working and you're not... You're not playing with us next time. You're not doing this because I'm not putting up with you not doing your fair Mm -hmm. shoe.
0: That's everybody pulls their own weight with the red.
1: (laughs) So what Um, about uh,
0: appreciation is the next one, which mm. is being valued for their unique strengths. So reds want to be recognized and valued for what they've brought to the table and their uniqueness. And every every color wants this. They just want it a little differently. Well,
1: and I think in particular, (laughs) I would say. Yellows are happy, if you go back to... So yellows want to be... Um well, how was the way you said? That? I want to be it in was, this very first one, like yes, for who they are.
0: Yeah, but it was the affection part. I think that right being noticed and acknowledged for who but they I are. But I think or a yellow be would be approval, happy. The approval uh, portion.
1: So I have one daughter who loves getting letters in the mail. Just says, mm-hmm. "I love having you in my class. Love you for you." Yes, that you're just in my class. My red daughter would go, "Great, thanks." Yeah, but, but you're. She, but, but if you
0: said, "I loved the way you led." that cleanup, or project. you made
1: this craft uh-huh. or you or did, this, you did thing. this
0: for your yes they so want a- to
1: be appreciated for something once again task that they right. do the yellow wants to be noticed for who they are mm-hmm. the red wants to be noticed for what they do right and that's really important when you're speaking to your children because you're you know if if you're a yellow like I am, and you're speaking to your red child, you think you're telling them, "I love you for who you are," even though you messed that up. Mm-hmm. I still love you. All they heard you say was, "You messed that up." Right. And what they would prefer me to come in and do is go, "Hey, I know you messed this up, but you do great at this specific thing, and I still hold on to that thing that you made me, Right. or that whatever that thing matters right. to right. them, because you're appreciating something specific." Right. What about yeah, and the? And along
0: laughs? with that comes their credit for work that yes. you know they they. A red goes all in on what they're doing. Right. So they, um, and that line of who's got each thing, kind of that task thing, it matters to them. And it also matters because they know that they contributed in a certain way and they would like credit for their work.
1: And, and so, in particular, and I know if you're not a red, sometimes you hear that and you're like, wow, that's not really. know. red
0: sounds like it's tough or like a, like, Egh. well, it feels, but it's not. It
1: feels, honestly, this is what I'll tell you. And I feel this way about every need that is not my need. I go, wow, that's really needy and clingy <laughs> and narcissistic. Yeah, I know. And I know people who would hear the yellow thing of attention and go, gosh, you got me the center of attention on that. so the time. needy, Nathan. <laughs> and so, you need to, because that is what you will start thinking a little bit of your child. And if you can look at the, the part with the red and you would say, the credit for the work, what they want to hear is you contributed, you helped so much because that every red I know wants to be helpful. Mm -hmm. They Mm want to solve a problem. You know, they're the problem 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 solvers. They're Mm -hmm. wanting to help and they might go about it in a way that feels a little dominating. Mm -hmm. You know, they may go, especially when they're a little more immature and younger, like your child is, right? But if you can start telling them, hey, when you cleaned up this mess, thank you. Instead of just going, Everyone's going to do chores and blah, blah, blah. Your red needs to come behind and you need to go, hey, it really helped me when you did the dishes.
0: right? Or like when you said I will make a decision here, that helps the whole group move forward because nobody could make a decision but you. Like Those kinds of things matter. Giving
1: specific credit. So that's what I would say. If you get to a yellow, what I would say if you've got a yellow child is I would make sure that you are constantly praising, letting them know, I love you. I'm so glad for who you are. are God made you in special ways. Yes, things are better here. With a red, I would be as specific as possible. This thing that you do is so great. Mm -hmm. The way that you helped out here, that was so great. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to blues who fit in the lower right quadrant. So these are task oriented people, but they're internal. These Mm -hmm. are gonna be your most quiet children by Mm -hmm. and large. They're the ones who are more comfortable being alone. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who are uh, maybe even a little more anxious by nature. They're a little more fearful of the world, but that all comes from their specific needs. needs. So So what are those?
0: Their their needs are safety. So that is being able to trust their surroundings and their relationships. So it's not just a physical safety. It is a what I'm around and, you know, the vulnerabilities I have with people Mm -hmm. that is safe for me.
1: So think about it, if you're a red parent, I'll say this, or even a yellow parent, you're an external processor. Yellows and reds tend to be louder personalities mm-hmm. than greens and blues who are on the internal side. Imagine uh, how difficult it is when you burst into the room mm-hmm. with an intense emotion or an intense, and it could be either way. You know, I'm a yellow, so I person, we're going to have a great day for a blue. It's like, but well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What's the plan? You're surprised. They don't like surprises as mm -hmm. much. Yellows love surprises. What are we going to do? Bring me (laughs) a brand new thing, but a blue, it's scary. And so once again, this is not about bad or wrong. No. But if you're a yellow parent and I have a blue child. Me too. And (laughs) so I have to be very careful. Surprises are not enjoyable for them. It makes them feel unsafe, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have to come in because what they need to know is, and so this happens a lot. These are the questions you'll hear a blue ask a lot is, well, who's going to be there? Who's going to be there? Where's what's it going to be? Happen? What's going to happen there? What's What are we doing today?
0: What's happening next? Like there's a lot yes. of uh, my blue child wants to know, okay, I'm comfortable with this now. So tell me what's happening next so I can start thinking about that next scenario or those people. Yes,
1: and I'll say in particular, if you have a blue child and you're going to send them somewhere, right? Like to a, a camp or a, an event or something where you're not going to be helping them to know the adult who's in charge mm-hmm. is really helpful because it allows them to feel like, okay, that's the person I can trust. That that's if, my safety. That person. if everything hits the fan, I can go to that person because they are catastrophizers by nature. Everything's going oh to be the gosh, worst thing yes. in the world. Yes.
0: I just spent two two or three days with my kids out of town over the break. And my blue made i mean i've got a yellow and a blue or maybe not yellow but i've got one that's super one way and super yes. the other and it would be like this is the best thing i've ever done and then there was like everyone's gonna die yeah it was like totally yes. the opposite so what's anyway the, the next one is uh, sensitivity so that's mm. being understood so sensitivity means i they have feelings and i oh, want to be yes. understood i want to be understood. And what's funny to me what is- that is
1: I think for a lot of blues, because they're so internal, it can often come across as if they don't, if they aren't sensitive. Oh yeah. That they're almost cold and calculating and they don't pay attention. But that really is, that's, goes back to their safety thing. That's a wall they put up mm-hmm. because they are so sensitive.
0: And whereas a yellow or a red might process those feelings externally, Correct. they're processing them internally. So they have them. They're just as strong. In some ways, they might even be stronger because ways, they aren't externally, you know. Or because pro- they're or, just not dealing
1: with them. They exactly. don't know how to deal with them. And so so my, my blue child, I spend a lot of my time helping her process what has happened or what she's afraid of or what she's dealing with because she doesn't know how to, in her head, that's a chaotic mess. So letting her speak her feelings in a safe environment, mm-hmm. you know, with a person she trusts, as we've already said, is huge. What yep. about the next
0: Next one? one is support, being offered or provided help. So I think blues are often seen as they're going to get it all done. Yes. They got it under control because yes. they are typically very orderly in certain ways right and so they certainly
1: have their own process whether it's it's your process right it might
0: not be your process but they have and and they haven't verbalized it to you so but they they have because safety and security is all in their you know part of their wiring they have a plan whether you've given them one or not they have a plan they really want to make sure that your plan is the same as their plan or, or, they, they, sh- or they can yeah. adjust to theirs. So when it comes to supporting them, yes. you know, offering and offering to help them in the way that they would like help is huge. Yeah, that's important. not taking over, you know, yes. taking over what they were wanting, what they were working on is not considered helpful yeah. to them. Um, so being offered help or provided help in the way in which they would like is huge for them that is a need they have my
1: blue child is also going back to our previous episode of the love languages is also my acts of service kid and when Mm -hmm. she is really struggling because she wants to do it on her own but when she gets to a point that once again because they're catastrophized so if you give them a chore or an activity and they're convinced i can't do this in the amount of time you've told them you know putting limits on okay you have 10 minutes to do this and they think it's going to take an hour you know She starts freaking out, like, I'll never get this done in time. And then I won't get (laughs) done. And so when I step in and go, okay, well, then can I help you? Then she feels immense amount of love because she goes, okay. Because that's the other part of this is them being on the task side. The reason that they, I I believe they get so freaked out is because they think every task is important. So if I fail this class Mm -hmm. or I fail this test or I don't do well at this, that is world ending
0: right and i will say for people who are blues often their own standards are way higher than oh, anybody else very else's much standards perfectionist types you so know? what's our final final so one? our final one in my blues this is very very okay. very important is space and silence yeah so and i don't know if that's because i'm a group a yellow and i am the one that bolts in the room and says this is what we're doing here's our what yes. going whatever whatever tell me how you feel da, da, da. they yes. cannot handle that quickly so what i've learned over time to do is present something and then give them space and silence to process it it's it's because they need to step away internally process you know something or decompress or just have you know, have a minute to reset themselves. And so in, if you have a blue in your life, give them this.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think what's important about it is honestly, I'll say this as parents is to not become offended,
0: Mm-mm.
1: um, that they don't share the reaction you want. So for yellows, I want them to be excited about them. I wanted to feel, mm-hmm. you know, and I had a whole thing that I wanted them to feel, you know, my, my blue child is the one who complains about Christmas gifts on Christmas morning. Well, this is not exactly what I you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I put all this work into this thing that I thought you'd want, you know, but yeah. they just it's them trying to process what their mm-hmm. thing is. And so giving them that space right. to deal with it is huge. So let's get to the final one, which is uh, internal. This is bottom le- left, left and this is people. oriented. So they're all everything's internal, but they're really drawn towards people. Right. You know, so these are the and children.
0: relationships. And yes. And these they- are
1: the most relaxed children you'll meet. They are very chill by their nature. They want to they want to have a lot of comfort at mm-hmm. all times. But they are also some of the most witty children you know. They have like the most quirky, clever things to mm-hmm. say. And they are constantly the one. I, this is how I would say. They are warm. They're like a warm blanket. I think that they are
0: some of the most excellent readers of a room yes of any i mean they can walk in and see because because whereas a yellow like you and yes. i we're so busy doing our performance and getting right they are great listeners often yes. not always but great but often great listeners yes. they understand this and the, the area around them but more so the people within so if you heard
1: parts of the blue and you're like oh that part about they need to have some like downtime and they, they they need to kind of think about things but they don't they're not really like fearful kids might be agreed.
0: right so the first one is harmony which yes. you know everyone's getting along and everything's going smoothly so it doesn't you know it just means that we're all rowing in the same direction right, right. and that that there is not some big tense thing that's about yes. to blow up and, yes. and it doesn't mean they can't handle conflict it doesn't mean they can not but it means that when it spins out of control that is a very uncomfortable place for them well, and i
1: think it's on both ends because i'll say this is i think when things are going bad but honestly when things uh, cuz i'm a yellow my wife is a green the harmony part the way i always say it is it's more like a lake mm-hmm. they want that kind of just cool little um, tiny ripples moving across not dead she, they well and they don't want the ocean they don't want any waves. Even if, like, I would go, because, see, I'm like, lakes are boring. You get out into the ocean and the waves are crashing and it's fun. So when I come in with high fun, isn't yeah, this the best yeah. you've ever had? She's like, that energy's just really intense. Right. What she wants is everyone just like, hers is like a cozy blanket with some coffee and we're all mm-hmm. just and sitting conversation. together and just talking with each other and everyone's laughing. She wants everyone to laugh and we're all having a good time, mm-hmm. but right. no one being loud and crazy. And so if you've got a kid that you're like, man, they're just, they just, they're faith. You know, they might seem like couch potato kids. They just kind of want to plop down, but they want to plop down right next to you. Mm-hmm. Might have a green. What yeah. about the next one?
0: Feeling of worth being valued for their unique strengths. So this is another you know, everybody wants to be valued. All these yes. colors want to be valued. But feeling of worth, Um, I think they want to be recognized. That they're not yeah. just a couch potato that has nothing going on. Right. That they actually are. They have all these incredible qualities. And they want to feel valued for those unique strengths that they have. Yeah.
1: It's that thing of, though they have still waters on the outside, right? It's, there's a lot of activity going on underneath. And they want to be known as a person who's bringing something to the table. Probably because most of their life being that they're kind of these relaxed, Mm. chill, especially in a culture like ours. I think probably not so much in other cultures, but our culture is so fast paced everyone accomplish things they often appear lazy Mm -hmm. that's often how they appear and so being being able to say hey what you're doing is actually bringing something
0: right exactly i love
1: i love the way that you're always listening to people and and bringing you know your own kind of right what's the next one lack
0: of stress so this is you know limited (laughs) conflict and a lack of combative words so that Mm -hmm. you know conflict that includes name calling or or difficult language or or meaning like just tenseness and and I'll even say
1: in the combative words What I've noticed with my wife if I come into the conversation saying why is this going on or why are you doing this it feels like an accusation things that feel like she has to be on the defensive Mm -hmm. right even if I don't mean it that way Coming in with questions about, hey, I noticed this and this is what's going on.
0: Having to defend herself in any way feels, you know, it does not meet the feeling of worth or Or harmony. harmony It doesn't feel like we're on the same page. What
1: she would prefer is that I would come alongside of her and say, hey, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: are you happy with the way this is going? Are you, you know, is this what you really want? What can we do together to help Mm-hmm. This feeling of we're together, we're on the same page, exactly. now let's talk about the problem that we want. Right. Yeah.
0: And that goes along with the res- the last one, which is respect, and that's being asked for their thoughts and opinions. So where yes. you just said, what can we do together? You're asking, yes. you're slowing it down, you're asking them, hey, what are your thoughts and opinions on this? We are in it together. We yes. You reestablish that harmony and um you know and that sense of worth for them by saying hey what are your thoughts on this and yes. i think that's really important i i know that um the lady who wrote this book talks mm-hmm. often that greens make some of the best leaders yeah that they are um not like in your face leaders but right. they can be some of the best leaders because yes. of the way that they can you know the way that they interact with people but they also they certainly are the
1: best consensus builders mm-hmm. because they know what everybody is kind of thinking and feeling. And I would say that part about, uh, what, what was the term? Respect of, mm-hmm. of being asked for their opinions. Greens are often the ones, yellows are always putting their opinions in everyone's faces. Reds may not always put their opinions in their faith, but nothing's moving on until the red has agreed it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and if they tell you their opinion, yeah, you, you better you listen. Better listen and-, and then
1: blues are often the ones, blues are the person in your company or in your family who they, the way they control the, the environment is they go, oh, I'm not going to move. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do anything. Cause you, just cause you made a choice doesn't mean mm-hmm. greens are the ones who often go along to get along. And so you often think they're sharing their opinions and they're not. My wife regularly is just kind of like, well, let's just go, let's just let's do just this. Do it. She's not doing it. So you kind of have to draw it out of her. Of, no, no, I really do care. Tell mm-hmm. me what you think. And you may have a child who's that way that her nature or his nature is not to just put themselves out there, but it shows so much love to them when you Mm -hmm. walk up and say, Hey, I really care about your opinion. And I'm thankful for the fact that when, you know, you know, mom's a yellow, so mom's always throwing her thing in and dad's a blue and he's like, well, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And you know, brothers are red and he's coming in yelling his opinion. You're always willing to wait, but we always want, you know, we care about what
0: you think. And if
1: you as the parent can be the defender of your green and give them voice It's a huge thing. And ultimately the whole point of us even talking about this is trying to figure out what is the way you naturally speak. So you figuring out which color am
0: I, which color am
1: I, which color is my spouse and -hmm. what color are my kids so that I'm communicating to them this uh, intense amount of love and acceptance and approval. uh, Even if what the way that sounds is in terms of, you know, credit for my work and loyalty like a red or whether it's safety and security like a blue or whether it's Mm -hmm. respect and harmony like a green or attention and affection like a yellow. You're, you're showing them this, this is how much I love you and how much I care about you. And so, I think we'd encourage you to get this book. Yeah,
0: this book's fantastic. It has the work, it's basically a workbook. It has all the, uh, everything that you need. It has fantastic, like, uh, examples, things you can say to your children directly, ways to look at, you know, behaviors and see, you know, what is it that what is it that's happening in my house and how can i respond appropriately it it also breaks it down by ages and what you might see by ages so we definitely recommend this we both love it
1: grown-ups guide to kids wiring it's in the show notes it'll
0: be in the show notes so click on that and if you have any questions or anything about it feel free to send them to us yeah all right well happy coloring with your family yes (laughs) all right take care